Welcome to the Exit Strategy, your no bullshit guide to divorce with the experienced attorneys from New Direction Family Law and guests that have been there. Unfiltered discussions to help you move from victim to victorious and from bitter to better. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Stevenson. I'm an attorney with New Direction Family Law. And I'm Sarah Hink. I'm also an attorney and Liz's partner at New Direction Family Law. Yep. And we have a second time guest here I today. Did. She was so good the first time we had to ever come back. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie, our private investigator from Blackman Detective Services. Yes, ma'am. Nice thank to you be for joining here. us. Yes, thank you. Yes. That's how we, I've always wanted to be a private detective investigator. I just think it would be so Where did we go wrong? I'm so nosy. You didn't go wrong. Yeah. It's okay. It's not as exciting as, as I do this longer. I'm like, yeah, the interesting stories are less and less. You well, know, yeah, I, feel your, I feel your pain. <laughs> yes, same. But I'm same. just saying, like, when I walk down the street, I'm always looking at people's windows to see what's going on in there. Oh, me too. I'm real snoopy. <laughs> I can't go anywhere in public without the person that I'm with. I'm like, I either need to be just able to see you or I'm like all around. Please don't mind me. <laughs> I'm looking at everything that's happening. You're sitting with your back to the, to the door? No, I need to be facing the door so I can see who in the world is in here. So in case I need to take a quick exit out. But could you look at, do you look at people and go, ooh, they're, even if you're not on a job, like you're just out at a bar, like hanging out or something? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm it's my life. I am a professional people watcher. I started lifeguarding, so I've always been watching people oh, and like how they interact with the world. And yeah, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. It's okay. That's one thing I miss about bars uh, pre-COVID is when you go and there's so many people there and you just eavesdrop on everyone. I know. That was always one of my funnest things to do. Me too. I need to get back to doing that. Yeah. it's The bars are back open. Yes. Yeah. True. For sure. For sure. Maybe I'm just busy, older. Now it's two and a half years later. I don't go to the bar as much. <laughs> True. Maybe it's not COVID related at all. <laughs> just older and boring. Yeah. I'm, I'm in bed by the time I used to go out. <laughs> yeah. No. Aged a lot. I don't want to get there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Aged a lot in these last two years somehow. Yeah. We have. So we're going to talk about service today. Cool. Which a lot of people don't, especially our clients, if you've never been in the legal system, you just don't understand what that is or why it's important right. to be served with papers, as they call and them. And it can really frustrate your case. They don't understand, okay, we file in court, then we have to get these papers that we file in court to this person in a specific manner. Correct. Otherwise, it doesn't matter at all. It never happened. Right. I've been waiting on the sheriff's office for two months now to yeah. get something served. So what, anyway. what are the methods of, okay, there's different things you serve, but say for a complaint, you're initiating a lawsuit, what are the methods of service? Well, first Elizabeth? you have to try the sheriff's department, your law enforcement officials, to have them go out and literally hand the person the complaint or whatever it might be. How efficient is that? Not very. <laughs> <laughs> they got other stuff to do. They got other things to do. Yeah. I totally They don't understand. really care. They don't you know. care. They don't do any research before they oh. go out there unless you say, hey, yes, I'm Jamie. They're, they just, oh, somebody said they were there. I didn't see them, so yeah. we had to move on. Yeah. yeah, or we'll tell them and specifically, this is where they are. This is where they will be. No, they don't go there. They don't care. They don't care. Oh, they yes. don't even go if you give them good direction? No, hell no. Sometimes they oh, just man. return it and they're like, I don't think we do this. And you're like, yes, you do. <laughs> this is your job. <laughs> I actually had a sheriff call me one time for papers and he was like, just wanted to see if you were going to be home. And I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, this is, are you really the sheriff? Not really? But I mean, I was like, mm -hmm. it was, I'm yeah, they call right. sometimes too. I was like, maybe he felt because I was, it seems I don't know. 
if the sheriff called me and said, I have some papers for you, I would not be home. Yeah. I don't think. They're like, just come to the sheriff's office and pick them up. Well, some people, a lot of people do that, which I find interesting. I'd rather go to the sheriff's department than have him to to the house. Yeah. All right. So the sheriff doesn't get them to him and we call you, Jamie. What happens? We usually deal with the attorney. Right. You guys will tell us who the person is. We don't really know what the the papers are about until we actually get them and that doesn't really matter we do a little bit of background history make sure we have a good address photo of the person vehicles for the person Mm -hmm. and then we of course always refer to you guys and see if you have a work schedule Mm -hmm. or anything like that would help us figure the best time to cut down on costs for the client once we have the documents in hand we will go to the location serve the people hopefully if it's an easy serve if not i do not mind knocking on people's doors at about 7 a.m usually people are home Mm-hmm. And actually did one late at night. It was like nine. Usually my cutoff is like nine. Yeah. Uh, but the guy lived at a hotel and it was like an indoor hotel. Uh-huh. So I was like, let's just see how it goes. It was good. So served them and leave them with a shocked look. And then we just head on about our business. And when you said, what do you mean? What do you do? Just ha- hand it to him? Yeah. Is well, no, a we... big dramatic moment? <laughs> no, you know, for me, less drama, the better. Sometimes these are sensitive situations right. and you don't know what has happened prior to us getting the mm-hmm. documents. It could be difficult, but we have to ask them what their name is, make sure they confirm they are the person. Okay. Um, but because in my opinion, we do our due diligence. We want to have a picture of this person. Mm-hmm. So you can't lie to me because right. I've had some people say, oh, this, um, that's not me. Your car is sitting right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely you. Is this you, sir? Yeah. yeah, and then if they can, sometimes they say they don't want to take the papers, whatever, legal services still, you can drop the papers at their feet and keep it moving. So, Did the papers have to physically touch them? No, they don't. Um Just like throw it at them. Yeah, that's what I would like, want to do. <laughs> full, one time, I, I, one service, we, she was like, can I just make them in a paper airplane and just like, fly it to him and I was like uh, I prefer you didn't but if you only have this much space do what you do, yeah. what you do. no but usually people we, we're not saying I have a subpoena for you to turn over all of your records between you and this person and so we just say I've got documents I've got to hand you I got to give them to you in person and okay usually they're decent about it unless they know that the sheriff has come to them multiple times or they're like actively avoiding service, service which sometimes right. happen mm-hmm. and right. then that's when you wait till you don't even knock on the door. You wait till they come out in the car in the morning and then you, you just walk up walk on up them. them. Yeah. yeah. I think the rule is if you can serve it on somebody of suitable age and discretion. You don't necessarily have to give it to the person. Only if it's a summons, a okay. summons or civil uh, document or something. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, The subpoena has to go directly right, to, to the, the person. person. The person has to be a suitable age, which is like 16, I would only be comfortable with mm-hmm. just about. And as long as they confirm that the person actually lives okay. at that location, then you can give it to them. You ask them for their name because mm-hmm. we need to know who we gave the papers to. Right. And they don't get too picky about that because people are funny about it anyway. So at least if we have a first name, mm-hmm. the investigator can always go to court and testify if they need to and just right. confirm that was the person they gave the documents to. And then, yeah, it's all considered good service. The only thing that's special are, of course, subpoenas where you have to make sure that goes to the person. Mm-hmm. Like doctors aren't fond of getting subpoenas. It happens. It's right. all a part of your job. Like you don't get to just... All of a sudden say, I don't want to be a part of that one. <laughs> you yeah. know? Right. Usually the office people are like, oh, I can take it for them. And we're like, no, no. I actually need to put it in their hands. So if I have to wait in the office until the appointment's over, not a problem. Doctors. Yeah. <laughs> Sit right there and wait on them. And I'm like, and don't let them slide out because right. I see their Ford Focus in the back. And, I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I'll go out to the car as well. So, yeah. so, what's, uh-huh. so why is service important, Sarah? 
Why is it so important that Jamie put that piece of paper in that person's hand? You, you have to serve them. It's part of the rule. Jamie was just talking about a subpoena as opposed to a summons, mm-hmm. which is gets filed along with the complaint to initiate a lawsuit. Right. Think about the summons and the complaint. You will never know that a complaint's been filed against you if you're not served with it. Right. And so there's rules in the civil procedure that says the method that we have to serve, that way we can verify with the court that person that we filed an action against has been given notice of this lawsuit and they've been given notice that they have responsibility or the opportunity to respond to the lawsuit within 30 days. The subpoena could just come from an attorney or it could come from a judge that's saying, hey, you've been served with a subpoena. You have to comply with the subpoena. You have to appear at this date and time to testify or for your deposition or give these papers over. So there is a more stringent process there, I I guess. I didn't write the rules, but there are the rules (laughs) there. And if you don't do that correctly, you're not going to succeed in your case. You're well, your not case gonna, isn't even going to go no, forward. If right. it's the yeah. complaint, you're not going to have a trial ever. You can't have a trial and never serve the other person. <laughs> right. And we had yeah. that come up like in the DVPO that's such a quick, like a 10 day turnaround that a lot of times you show up at court and they haven't been served yet. So you just get kicked just down get the continued. Red, right? You just, it's due process. They Which have to annoying. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And expensive too. And with a subpoena, if I don't get served with a subpoena, I don't have to do shit. Well, I don't know to do shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And people do actively avoid getting served. They know and they will duck service. Yeah. Had that happen? Uh, Yeah. Not as much lately. Just doctors. Just doctors. doctors. Um, (laughs) Occasionally, like we did have this one guy. Usually what happens is they've been served before. Right. Something happens and something didn't go right on the other side. And then you have to reserve them these documents. And then that's when it gets difficult because they're like, oh, I didn't want to be involved with this anyways. Now I know anybody that's coming to me, especially if we were the ones that served them the first time. They're like, oh, this is not going to be a law enforcement officer that's coming to serve me Mm -hmm. look for any random person that may have papers so I'm really big about tucking the papers hiding things I don't want them to see me Mm -hmm. with the papers coming to wherever it is that I'm coming fun story (laughs) so (laughs) I went to had to serve this guy and he was at a gym at a a basketball court Mm -hmm. and they were playing for the evening or whatever and I was like oh this is going to be interesting there's going to be a lot of people I'm sure he's going to be embarrassed (laughs) he was already ducking service before actually He had lunch with his wife and the process server tried to serve him when they left from the restaurant. She tries to approach him. He like takes off through the parking (laughs) lot, goes through the bushes, like behind the bank and we couldn't serve him. And she was like, I just, she was like, he just took off on me. And I was like. Why did you run after her? <laughs> I wasn't expecting all that, Jamie. So I was like, okay, so this is going to have to be a little bit sneakier. Uh, yep. So we knew he played basketball, went to the gym. We had to wait for his, his game to finish. He was out mm-hmm. there all sweaty and stuff. So I was like, I want to make sure he's super tired. Mm-hmm. So if he tries to take off this time, I'm like monitoring the exit doors to make sure I need him away as far away from the mm-hmm. exit door as possible in case he tries to take off. So I had the papers like tucked in my pants and I just was hanging out and I was talking to somebody and just so happened. The Cowboys were doing great until the first round of the playoffs anyways. <laughs> and so we were talking about my cowboy shirt that I had on and I was like, yeah, I'm just here waiting on my friend. And then they've got finished playing basketball and he was all hot and sweaty and tired and stuff. And so I just walked up to him and I was like, you've been served. <laughs> and he just, his face just went to like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then everybody was like, who was that? Who was that? Who was that? And so I was like, all right, 
we're done. And I called the client. She was super duper happy. And so that were, they were able to start the divorce proceedings at that point because then he had been served. Right. I don't even know what the documents were, but right. he needed to get them yeah. before they could move forward to the next step. So. A lot of times they assume, like they, it could be women too, but men assume it's <laughs> child support papers. So a lot of times in our cases, that's why they're ducking. Just they don't want to pay no child support. Yeah. But a lot of times we can't, the first step is finding the person and we don't even know where this person lives for Jamie or the sheriff to go serve. That's a tough part. Say you've been, you don't have kids together or maybe you do and he just dropped off the face of the earth, mm-hmm. moved out of state. You don't even know where he's living. What do you call us for I that mean, too? Yeah. yeah, what do you do about that? Because we are great in research. Right. Hit us up. We, <laughs> we locate people as well. We have a system that we use that pretty much uses like the credit bureau, driver's license, North Carolina driver's license or whoever the state mm-hmm. is. And pretty much like wherever the person is getting their mail or wherever they're like registered to. So we can easily find a new address for that person unless they're staying with a girlfriend or boyfriend, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> and just don't have anything in their name because they just don't want to be contacted by anybody. Right. Um, at that point, you have to do boots on the ground, go and knock on the door. When's the last time you've seen this person? You know, possibly work the job aspect of it. Or I'm not afraid to go to the kids' events if mm-hmm. we need to. I, I've served somebody at a funeral before. So, <laughs> yeah, Damn, you know. <laughs> They're going to be there. It happens. You know, I'm like, okay, perfect. You're, uh, you know, <laughs> your close relative, you probably will be there. But I will be nice and wait until the service is over. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. You've been served. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I do. And I'm like, here you go. <laughs> you know, and they're, and they're like, okay, you know. I'm just imagining like them coming up to the coffin to say their goodbyes and it's closed. Then Jamie pops out. You've been served. No, served. Oh my God, I wouldn't do that. Oh my no. God, I'd be so scared. No. But I, I served a pastor one time and that was interesting. It was during COVID. Everybody was outside and it was prophecy preaching mm-hmm. and so craziness had the man the people outside it was a hundred degrees it was like the first year of covid so it was probably like mid-june or july and everybody's in their cars and they're honking the horn amen <laughs> da, da, da. and i love the lord but this was ridiculous <laughs> so he's you're gonna get this that and the other if you get out your car but he had these people running around the car they were around like it's hot they got umbrellas everybody's overweight i'm like this is a, an accident way to happen i'm like ems you know on the way but after um the service was over I was like, okay, finally. Of course, that church was two, two hours, hours long. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the car. I was like, I was going to try to act like I wanted to participate so they wouldn't keep looking. Because people were looking at me like, you know, well, that's what she's not ask. really do you, participating. Do you do it sort of, the, do you blend in wherever you go and do, Yeah, we, would you participate, like run around <laughs> the car? Oh, no, no. I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> I'm not participating. I was just here. And I was like, yeah, I'm new. No, I'm just checking it out. And it was funny because they had it on live, too. So I found the Facebook page. Cool. I was watching the service live. That's how I knew that they went about it this way. After it was over, he was greeting and meeting and <laughs> praying for folks or whatever. And I just walked up to him and he was like, good day, sister. And I was like, you've been serving. And he was like, have a good day, sister. And I was like, all right, cool. And I went on back to my car and it was over. But I was like, woof. That's wild. That was interesting. That's pretty interesting. So always fun situations. But I really, so I don't know if we talked about this the last time, but one of my first serves when I started doing PI work, I had to serve this guy at the police department in Johnston County. And it was a domestic situation. I don't know if it was, I don't know what the papers were. It might've been custody or something. 
But the guy pulled a knife out on me and he was like, if you come any closer, I'll cut you. And that was the first time, like, I didn't put the papers in the hand. I just dropped them. them. And I was like, okay, I'm cool. So I walked away all cool. And when I got done, I called Allison. I was like, this man pulled a knife out on me. What are we going to do? We tried to call the police and it didn't work out for us just because Johnson County Because it was a little Joko action. Yeah. So that's probably been like my most dangerous one. And since then, I've okay, it's better to be completely on the surprise side as opposed to I'm coming for you with these papers because then people are all like weird. I was just thinking about some of the people that we have to serve. They definitely sometimes have violent mental health health issues, (laughs) violent history. Yeah, all sorts of things. Especially if it's like a domestic violence protective order well, we know. can't serve those oh, sheriff that's right. serves sheriff those. Has to serve yeah. those. That's right. yeah somehow right. they're real efficient with those yeah. i don't know if they do <laughs> well, these other ones but well, and i'm glad they are safety is yeah. Yeah. And I'm, it's sort of an issue. and i'm glad that they are efficient with them too yeah so um, we don't serve dvpos and we don't serve warrants sometimes right. randomly some attorney that doesn't know what they're doing will ask us if we can serve a warrant and we're like no we're not right. law enforcement like yeah. we, we don't even carry we could but then that's something different at that right, point. Right. And even still, we're still not law enforcement at that point. You don't want us to be out. What are we going to do? Serve a warrant and say, excuse me, come with me. <laughs> you know, I need to drop you off at the jail. jail. <laughs> no. I have no legal authority to do that, sir. But yeah, <laughs> please come with me. Not right. like a bond jump. I did the bondsman stuff for a while. And that was a little bit different because at that point you have your forfeiture and then right. you can actually go and pick them up and take them to jail. But then you're like handcuffing and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah thank that's you. intense. That's intense always the bait at that point i didn't ever do like the hard work and if you're trying to get served maybe <laughs> the best thing to do is is cooperate i had a case recently and this guy's in new york and he's a sex offender so he's registered and his registration address was listed but we thought and knew that he was staying at his girlfriend's and he was so we sent the sheriff to his girlfriend's mm. house and she would never let them in just the wouldn't thing. cooperate he's in the back hiding and they can't do anything about it I said to the sheriff's officer there, like, okay, his registered address is this address where he's not staying. Right. So now he's in jail, jail. and he yeah. got served, so. <laughs> Do the right learn. thing. Just take the papers, man. Yeah. yeah, just take them. And he thought they were child support. They were just custody. So now he's in jail, can't see the kid that he wasn't seeing anyways, and got That's served. That's a slam dunk on your custody yeah. case, though, damn. Order entered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuck in New York now. Oh, well. Yeah. Hey y'all, it's Jen with New Direction Family Law. And if you've ever been through a divorce, you may have guessed or found out that determining who gets what property can be one of the most complicated and confusing issues of divorce. It is so important that you're represented by an experienced family law attorney who knows marital property law and will advocate for your best interest. New Direction Family Law has over 30 years experience protecting the rights of our clients and their assets. We aggressively advocate, we support, and we absolutely educate our clients to achieve the best possible outcomes. So give us a call today to schedule an initial consultation at 919-719-3470, or you can reach us at our website at newdirectionfamilylaw.com. So we were talking earlier about... um, We've got your assets covered. ...the previous podcast, the Nation Infection and all that, Mm -hmm. getting the girlfriend or the boyfriend served you had that happen any drama in that no those are the best ones oh really yes because usually you have us go to the house right and usually i ain't gonna say usually the best one for me the lady was married also and so the husband came to the door and i was like oh i need danielle i don't know what her name was and he's oh i'm her husband can i give them to her i was like 
actually no <laughs> um, I actually need to put him in her hand and yeah. I don't even know at that point I, I don't know if it was something it doesn't matter right, I, right. I knew he was husband I was like no I want to <clears> give <throat> this to her so right. he called her to the door and the attorney's name was like on the letter somewhere and you could hear like her face was like she was like oh she's about it. to have a bad day, day. Oh, shit. yeah <laughs> and I was like yep I would love to be a fly I know oh, oh, like I just come in for some conversation <laughs> yeah but usually they try to a little bit try to avoid or try to go about it by oh I didn't actually get served or whatever they're not horrible okay because it's not like they don't really know what to expect to be honest they don't know what you want do you just want me to show up but then when you read those papers you want like text messages and emails and then it's whoa so I definitely don't want one of those letters and they're calling their boyfriend right yes and they're getting kicked out of their house husband's like what have you been doing so can't believe you Joshua, I didn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, you did. Yeah, all kinds of drama. There are cases where we don't get them served to the sheriff. We can't find them. We just can't track them down. And then we have to, if we try to mail, we have to actually attempt to find them. We have to be able to show Mm -hmm. the court that we attempt to find them. We can do an Mm -hmm. affidavit saying we, you know, tried the last known address. We hired a private investigator to locate (laughs) them. This person just cannot be found. And then our next step is to serve them by publication. publication. Which is annoying, but people don't understand the service process can really add up your legal fees. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's right. something that has to happen. Correct. So the service by publication is what? Like running it in the paper. I can't mm-hmm. remember how many consecutive weeks to say, hey, there's been a lawsuit filed against you. Who Just reads the newspaper? Nobody. I, mean, nobody. You know. yeah. I feel like they got to update that and put it on Twitter for yeah. you know three weeks <laughs> <Yeah>. running. <Yeah. laughs> can you really get lost though in this day and age? Surely you can find yeah. every, really. No. If you do not have a, an online presence and you have always had your address under your mama's address and mm-hmm. you've never mm-hmm. really had a an adult life. Couch yeah. surf. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can. Sounds like a mass shooter getting ready. <laughs> <laughs> Really, it's not. It happens at that point. Then you hope the person has a job. We try to do like an employment search and and maybe go about it that way. And then if not, then it just becomes asking anybody who (laughs) has seen them last if they can give you a heads up or a lead as to where they are. Sometimes we can do social media. It just depends. Mm Got to be careful with that, though, because it's weird. But. Yeah, you can get lost. Mm-hmm. The, the least amount of online presence. Because I've been doing the PI thing, I had one lady years ago. She looked me up on Facebook. It was one of the ladies we had called for an interview. And I had like my bail bond title under there and like my full name. And she called me back and she was like, I don't know who you are. I don't, you're a bondsman. I have nothing to do with jail. Da, da, da. And I was like, Ugh. Lady, don't worry about who what my social media is. You know what I'm saying? I am like a for real person. I'm here, you know, asking you these questions and I need to know this stuff. And from then on, I was like, okay, so I changed my social media name. Mm. And every now and then I go and Google my name and see what pops right. up. And anything that shows up on those free sites like white pages yeah. or free people search, mm-hmm. you can ask them to remove your information. You right. like you just scroll all the way down and mm-hmm. there's something in the fine print that says if you want us to take your information off of here just send us an email and we'll remove your information need to do that i don't want to be found (laughs) yeah that's so i'm like every now i think i went to five or six page of google that's good good advice yeah Yeah, that is good advice so use your real name you're gonna get caught if you at least try to hide yourself a little bit and then i don't do a whole bunch of interacting on social media so there's not like a bunch of likes for me in some places and i know that sometimes is not great Mm -hmm. but 
whatever. I need to be comfortable in the space that I'm living in. For sure. (laughs) For sure. sure. I understand that. But yeah, people can get lost. They can. So what else do you guys do over there besides service? Ah, We do it all. We're uh, full service. So we do a lot of background checks for businesses, for Mm -hmm. just regular people, for, you know, people that want to do, look for babysitters or stuff like that. We do criminal cases for um, indigent services through the state and through federal cases, which are awesome. And then we do surveillance for domestic cases Mm -hmm. custody cases and then just general investigations a little bit of like accident reconstruction or just getting statements from people Mm -hmm. lately we've had a lot of criminals they were in still in jail or just getting out of jail that think that this one person statement the one little flaw that they felt in their statement is going to overturn their conviction or something doesn't happen. Good for them. A library. I know, but a lot of times I'm like, what other evidence do they have against you? They don't have anything. You know, it's just this one person's thing. And I'm like, but you admitted to the other two. You know what I'm saying? Like, after you do some research, you're like, okay, the story is not. And if you are lying to us about any of your situation and you're, you know, not being forthcoming with the information, then we have a choice at that point. And if we don't want to work with you, I'm not into helping criminals, you know. Continue their criminal acts or whatever. So, yeah, we do it all. So, how can people get in touch with you? You can hit us on the website, Mm blackmanpi.com. Our main number is 919-821-0016. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. I do answer the phone after hours or on the weekends. There's a little option where you can do <laughs> that as well. Don't tell people. Don't tell people that, Jake. What's wrong with you? To be honest, sometimes those are the better cases because life is happening between Monday, Monday to Friday, True. 8 to 5. And it's, people need help at all times yeah. and they don't know when to reach out. And sometimes something crazy has happened. The police haven't really been super receptive <laughs> to what's going on. We're That's here to kind. help people. That's good. So. That is really nice of you. Me and Elizabeth We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like with attorneys, the court's only open Monday through Friday. Right. So that kind of leave the people alone until Monday. They can't do anything for you anyway. <laughs> Can we put that on all of our voicemail? Exactly like that. Leave us alone. We get court closed. Court is closed. We're closed. Call mm-hmm. back during normal hours. Yeah. Like do you have a, a general geographic area you stay within? No, we are all through North Carolina. If We have probably five or six investigators that work like central like mm-hmm. where we are around Raleigh but I have connections with investigators all over the state that help us with surveillance work or any kind of PI work and we also have a company that we've been working with that helps us with process service that are outside like an hour from us just so that we can save yeah, a little okay. bit of money for the client we don't want you to not be able to use us because you don't want to pay for mileage and I totally get that right. so we um, have a, a lot of listeners apparently from other areas of the state so uh-huh. it's good for them to yeah. know shout yeah. out to them yeah. I know Woo-hoo. this is off topic but this is so fascinating when you go to a little tiny county it- it's got to be hard to do surveillance on somebody. I'm just, because I had some done in Hardin yeah. County. It did not turn out well. <laughs> yeah. You just hope that your investigator either fits in or you just have to be very careful with like your drive-bys. Right. And you have to check out the area that you're in to know which way is town. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people live outside of town and they can take the back roads and go wherever. But at that point, we ask their client to help us in terms of mm-hmm. what their habits are and patterns and stuff like that and you just sometimes you fluff on a day or so because you can't keep up or whatever people right. drive 80 miles an hour on the two lane roads in the country yeah. you just kind of have to do your best but mm-hmm. if you have a good investigator they kind of mm-hmm. know how to hang low and go at the right time mm-hmm. and sometimes we can come up with a pretext 
conversation to have with a neighbor mm-hmm. or somebody mm-hmm. and they'll let us sit on their property kind of close to the house. And so mm-hmm. we had a guy that did that the other day. It worked out really good on a workers comp. He told the guy they were looking for a bail jumper and that always works because people want to keep criminals off the streets right (laughs) so they're like oh there's a criminal around here we want you to be making sure that you can see him so they let him park in the yard and he was able to document the guy was using the wrong hand instead of the one that he said was hurt so that was really great yeah Yeah, those are fascinating cases the personal injury ones and you go get the picture of them like doing their i have that in our alimony cases where they say they can't work that they're like suffer from all these conditions and they're out like running la- laps and <laughs> like, playing with I had one like, case yeah. where she said she couldn't work and she had this dog that was her whatever service, her service dog, dog and they oh would Lord. actually go out and do dog competitions and she's like running with it <laughs> and, like throwing balls and like doing all these things and I'm like that's, that's a bunch great. of bullshit yeah that. you I can work that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah fun stuff there's a lot of great things mm-hmm. that Jamie and uh, Blackman can do for you in yeah. your case and you really got to think outside the box sometimes in those cases right. and be like oh yeah. it'd be great if we had that evidence and, and call us we love to talk to our people sometimes we spend a little bit more time with them than we like would need to but I mean that it's all about creating relationship right. and making sure that they trust you and that they feel comfortable turning over their situation to you right and then at that point we all hands on deck we we have multiple brains in the office so that we can think of different ways to get the job done right and I would say 98% were successful every now and then you have a random person that you just can't find right. or mm-hmm. and usually it's the client has a set budget and I don't want to spend more than this. Like the case, I lost $1,700 or whatever on this and I just don't want to spend but so much trying to find them. And so that's their choice. Let them decide how far they want to go. We have one guy, small story. We have one guy that I think it's more than what he's really telling me. But anyways, a friend of his um, from up north, he bought him a car, he paid for his insurance, all of these things. And the guy just took off with the car, won't pay the car bill, a car note. The insurance was getting ready to lapse, but because it was in the other guy's name, he ended up paying it. And so now we're trying to find this guy in his car, sleeping in the car so that he can get the car repoed. Oh so God, that is no longer on his credit. So. Wow. We'll see how that goes. Maybe we'll have an update for next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And you're vital to the legal process too. Absolutely. So we appreciate that. We could not get our job done without you. Yes. Those, sure. re- those reports are fun to read, too, because it's so factual. So if you're doing surveillance, maybe trying to catch catching somebody cheat or whatever. So uh-huh. to, to the description, like the such factual description of what's happening, like line <laughs> item by line item, is hysterical to read. Yes. I've seen a lot of pictures of people climbing out the back of a car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What else can you be doing back there? I, <laughs> I don't know. They're like, oh, I was fixing my tire. <laughs> Inside, together. No. no. Putting your shoes no. back on on the tailgate. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Ain't that some shit? (laughs) Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for listening. This episode is complete. Visit newdirectionfamilylaw.com for show notes and resources. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for more resources and information. And remember, with change comes empowerment.